All right. Oh, this is the first time we're, we're outnumbered on Zoom. <laughs> there are only three of us here at Wilton tonight. Uh, uh, Paul, John, and myself. So joining us on Zoom, we have Rannigan and Keith and Joe Holzer and uh, Mark. So got us beat four to three. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight uh, I was going to start the talk with uh, a passage or two from a book titled Life on a Young Planet, The First Three Billion Years of Evolution on Earth. Uh, and interesting uh, passage here that uh, that I'll add to a little bit, but uh, but uh, the author of this, uh, Andrew Noel, uh, does a good job of getting us launched this evening. I think with this particular passage, <clears throat> and this comes in uh, at the end of the book in his epilogue. He says, each of the 10 million or so species that are alive today is equally the product of Earth's 4 billion year evolutionary history. Myriad forms separated by evolutionary divergence, but united in ecological codependence. Whatever the merits of viewing Earth as our world, we could not persist without the bacteria and algae, plants and animals. So what I would add to this, but first, just as a coda, the final paragraph, uh, he says, Copernicus and Darwin profoundly altered the human sense of self. We do not live at the center of the universe and we not, cannot claim the privileges of special creation. In coming decades, planetary exploration may even show that we are not unique or at the very least not alone. Whatever astronomy and evolution may take away, ecology restores. So this sense of, of kind of decentering, which, which uh, kind of shifts our whole notion of self from the pedestal that it used to be held held in, but. Coming back to the, the first uh, passage that I read about the fact that each of the species alive today is equally the product of Earth's four billion year evolutionary history. Each species is the product 
of everything that's preceded it. I would take that two more steps to turn it into uh, a Dharma teaching is obviously this doesn't apply just to species, but it applies to each one of us. So take it one step further to individuals, each individual living being is is, uh, the result, the product of Earth's 4 billion year evolutionary history. But even that isn't quite far enough. In keeping with Buddhism's and Zen's teachings of suchness, each moment, each Dharma position, each instantiation of thusness is equally, equally the product of Earth's four billion year evolutionary history. Everything leads up to each moment. That's the teaching of thusness. That's the teaching of the intersection of the universal. In this case, made a little more concrete by just referring to it as Earth's evolutionary history. And this, we've just filtered this down a little further from referring to each species, to each individual, and then ultimately to each moment. But if you accept the fact that that it applies to each species as presented in this text, I don't see any way to stop that process from going ultimately to each moment. So everything we study is to broaden our understanding, our realization of that basic truth. That everything that's preceded it has created this. Also known as shunyata, interdependent origination. And of course, that is what mountains represent in the Mountains and Water Sutra, is this web of interdependence. And water, Dharma, the flowing of Dharma, is how that web impacts each and everything. There's nowhere it doesn't reach. So the title to the uh, section that we're going to look at this evening, turning our attention from Andrew Knoll back to uh, Shahaku, 
The title of this section is, is Living by the Water. And we're going to look at notions involve, involving hooks and getting hooked. So for, for the fishermen here, fishermen, fisherwomen, it uh, should be a rich Dharma talk. But for all of us that have had vast experience with, with uh, being hooked. And also, I'm going to be uh, looking at, at the experience of how we hook others. So it's a two-way street. You know, we, we become hooked constantly. But then we also, in our interactions with others, often we're looking to hook them creating the causes and conditions that can allow us to hook them. It kind of runs through our culture, you might say, this activity of hooking and, and being hooked. And it's important before we start looking at, at uh, what Shahaku and Dogen have to say on this matter, in the context of this sutra, to, to bring that understanding with us. So we were clear on what's being spoken of here and how unique, I think, the notion uh, Zen has of, of hooking, how unique and radical it is kind of the hookless hook. So in, in one fashion, uh, as Shahaku tells us at the beginning of this section, uh, Dogen is talking about the transmission of the way from teacher to student. But I set aside the notion of of formal Dharma transmission. The next section, uh, Boatman De Cheng, will delve a little more into that particular aspect of it. But I think it's, it's more helpful here just to carry this notion of uh, the transmission of the way that's always taking place from teacher to student. It's how the tradition does get carried on. If not for that, in a more detailed way, filtering down to all beings, then we wouldn't be able to carry out our bodhisattva vows. And the effect of the lineage would be rather limited. It would be limited to those figures that are on the lineage chart. And it's, that's not true. So transmission of the way from teacher to student is talking about a very broad transmission. 
the way I take this. And the title of this section, Living by the Water, means hooking or fishing people. This is Shahaku's expression of it. So hooking or fishing people sounds kind of like trolling or you know, all the, the various contemporary uh, phenomena that involve that. Trying to hook, hook you into a particular type of response. In religious terminology, you know, the, the term that typically would describe that would be to go out proselytizing. But even in our time, there's, there's kind of this, this hooking that takes place in terms of uh, trying to peddle it almost as a self-help program. Uh, to achieve certain particular aims, like stress reduction, or to bring more joy into your life, and all the new agey type ads that get placed in the various magazines kind of entice people hooking or fishing people. But in Zen, there's neither bait nor bite, as Shahaku puts it. Or to, to tell uh, uh, a regular refrain in Zen stories is where a student will come to a teacher and the teacher is kind of brusquely turning them away that I have nothing to give you. Why do you come here? <laughs> here. Uh, literally, you know, there is no bait here to make that clear up front. And I was always particularly drawn to those stories as one of the things that I found particularly appealing about Zen. And as Shahaku says, there are not many fish who come up by themselves without bait. <laughs> it's not known to happen with, with much frequency. And then, so from this uh, prelude, you know, Dogen and Shahaku kind of engage and have some fun with this in terms of the wordplay that uh, it gets pulled into it. Uh, 
Zen masters hook the way to keep the practice of the way. And that is how this Dharma has been transmitted from the Buddha to us. To hook the way. Individuals who do settle into this practice and thereby keep the practice of the way. But yet what is it that's being hooked when we say it's it's the way? I mean, it's a set of practices. But as when when we were looking at uh, at the role of ritual in recent weeks, you know the ritual is important, but it's not the particular form of the ritual. So the 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 notion of hooking kind of begins to dissolve. It's not that there's nothing there, there's no practice there. But there's uh, nothing ultimately that hooks in the traditional way we take that term. So the statement about Zen masters hooking the way to keep the practice of the way is really just showing up and practicing. Is you see that is that's our way of hooking the way. We show up, we do the practice. Day after day. Thursday after Thursday, Saturday after Saturday, so on and so forth. Different practices, different days of the week for different individuals and traditions, but they all represent the way. The way that gets hooked by practitioners who do show up constantly to keep the practice of the way. And that is how this Dharma has been transmitted from the Buddha to us, is through practitioners who are hooking the way and keeping the practice of the way. We can say Zen masters are hooking themselves to live their own water style of life. The water style of life is the flowing of the Dharma. Living by the water is living by the Dharma. So hooking themselves, hooking ourselves, is kind of like vows, commitments. 
we're hooking ourselves. To live our water style of life. Or they, they can be seen as hooking the hook. Just enjoying hooking with no object to be hooked. This is practice, and this is something Shahaku has always taught. Practice without seeking. And the, and the thing that makes this seem odd to people outside of the practice is that there is nothing we're seeking. And yet, we're hooked by the hook, by the practice. We become very devoted to it. And that seems to not make any sense at all. Just enjoying hooking with no object to be hooked. They simply enjoy practice for their own sake, not for catching something valuable. You know, there are people that fish, that you know, the catch and release, they're not. And if, uh, if they didn't catch anything that particular day, it'd still be a good day. It's the act of fishing. So the metaphor does hold, I think. You know, we have instances within the relative world of fishing that kind of draw this out. The truth that's being pointed here to here about the nature of our practice, what it is to live, be living by the water. So water styles as their own way of life, living in the Dharma. With nothing outside of it that we're seeking to attain. Because when we are living by the water, we're living by the boundless. There's nothing outside of it. So this is why we would term it delusion to create something outside of it that we're trying to attain. We don't understand the nature of reality. We're not truly living a water style of life. The water style of life is to find joy and contentment in the suchness of what's arising.
So to come back to this metaphor of hooking, Shahakar says, in a sense, these Zen masters are not hooking someone else as a disciple, but rather they're hooking themselves. And then we in turn are hooking the self in the way we practice within the Sangha. We're fishing the self. But of course, there's no person who is hooking and no self that is hooked. That's the entire world of hooking. The emptiness of hooking. That's our practice together as a Sangha. So when we take refuge in Sangha, we are taking refuge in the boundless just as we are when we're taking refuge in Buddha and Dharma. There's no Sangha member, no person that's hooking or being hooked. And of course, there's no ultimately, there's no separation between subject and object in this non-dual realm. And this is similar to a teaching from Dogen's Genjo Koan, where he says, conveying oneself toward all things to carry out practice enlightenment is delusion. All things coming and carrying out practice enlightenment through the self is realization. Because when we convey ourselves toward all things to carry out practice enlightenment, we have our hooks, our array of hooks. And this is why we uh, comport ourselves, carry ourselves out towards all things to carry out practice enlightenment. It sounds like we have an agenda. We have a, a business plan, a plan of action. But rather to have all things coming and carrying out practice enlightenment. We're not carrying out practice enlightenment now. We've set aside our hooks and our hooking activities. All things come and carry out practice enlightenment. So just to make it clear what's being said here, Shahaku sums it up 
by saying when this person is hooking something called dharma or truth, that's not real practice. Even though we've we've created something pretty lofty here called dharma or truth. Sort of thing you'd want to hook. But that's not this practice. Ultimately, we come back to that earlier statement that Zen masters were hooked by the way. And then there's this section closes with just some real hyper word play, <laughs> which uh, maybe maybe we've set the stage for that. So they they ultimately Zen masters were hooked by the way, they hooked the way and were hooked by the way. So there's this two way hooking. It's kind of uh, sounds almost like a merging of, of self with the way. And when the self merges with the way, we're really in, in the land of Dogen's dropping off of self, of mind and body, when we merge with the way. That's to both hook the way and and be hooked by the way. The way hooked the way, or hooking hooked hooking itself. <laughs> and Sawaki Roshi, who is Uchiyama's teacher, so he's uh, Shahaku's Dharma grandfather, Sawaki said, in Zazen, the self does the self, with the self, by the self, for the self. Another way of expressing it is Zazen sits Zazen. We have the notion that we're sitting Zazen. That's just the practice of Zazen. That's all that's there. Self, again, has dropped out of the mix. I'm not sitting Zazen, you're not sitting Zazen. Zazen is just happening. So in all of these wordplay extravaganzas, we're trying to use language to point to this uh, union of subject and object, the very dichotomy that language is built up from. So it's kind of challenging to describe linguistically what's being pointed to. But this is living by the water. This is it. Inexpressible. Words will always fall short. But this section of the text gives a, a pretty wonderful 
uh, most enjoyable attempt at, uh, at describing it. And we have to just let ourselves go. And by that, I mean our analytical way of looking at things and just jump in there and enjoy it. Which is what living by the water is essentially all about. So when we, uh, over the course of this past weekend, during the session, we closed out uh, both Friday and Saturday evening. At the end of the uh, final sitting, we did the uh, evening gatha. And that, I think, is uh, also enters into this, this teaching here this sense about uh, life and death are of supreme importance. And each of us should strive to awaken. And to awaken is, is to see the hooking that's constantly going on in our lives and to be able to appreciate this world uh, where that has been added to the list of things we've let go. We've let go our need to hook others while also uh, no longer being hooked by all those out there who attempt to do so, to manipulate us, to get reactions from us. This is living by the water. So that when individuals do cross our path, as we'll be looking at next week when we look at Boatman De Cheng, when individuals cross our path, we meet them with openness and recognizing their Buddha nature, our Buddha nature. And as soon as we, we see that, understand that and live that, then the hooks disappear. How can you hook or be hooked by Buddha nature? So I'm going to stop here and open it up for whatever you'd like have, have to say about this, living by the water.
Um, I just said, uh, just reflecting on this seems so simple, but just the part of letting travelers is hard to do, right? It's just like just my grasp on to write something. So, like, I'm getting something. I need to learn this kind of. Yeah. Oh yeah, because we're we're filled with gaining mind. So if we shift from a material realm to the spiritual realm, that, that mind still comes along with us. <laughs> We've just realized that, oh, the material realm, I, I'm beyond that now. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> it's a different realm that I'm going to start uh, getting the hook out. And accumulating my my wealth. Oh, you're still muted, Joe. So so when I was reading this. Um... Well, for one thing, I, I just love the the process of reading Dogen in general, but and there's something about just reading it the way the way the way it's written. Um, it kind of churns the mind and it makes you kind of go half insane in a in a good in a good sort of in a good sort of way. Yeah. And. Um, but I uh, like, you know, in I guess typical Dogen fashion, he's saying he's saying, you know, there is no not hooking, there is no, there is no getting out of hooking. There's hook, there's always hooking going on. But on the other hand, I'm talking about a different kind of hooking than you think I am. Than you think I am. <laughs> That's kind of how I'm hearing him. Yeah, yeah. And, once once the self has dropped dropped away. Who's hooked? Who's being hooked? I mean, it's uh, uh, hooking. What? Hooking is 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 based. It it it's dependent upon our our delusion. So that's uh, the kind of the the roundabout way he he. Uh, he uses of, of describing the act of hooking is based on the emptiness of hooking. So he can uh, have his usual fun jumping back and forth uh, uh, where the hooking he's talking about is, is nothing at all like the hooking that, that in our everyday life of, of separate self and other that we're accustomed to, you know, and, and to, to be aware of how we, we do 
go through life all too often creating scenarios are fabrications that allow us to hook. I mean, that's to, to a considerable extent what our education is about. To be successful is uh, to, to be able to catch the most fish. <laughs> by by uh, societal measures, that's basically true. So when we get to, to uh, Deng, uh, Deng Decheng next week, uh, you know, he's the guy that was just, he just asked for one person. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, and it's... Um... One of the things that I thought of while I was reading it is, is uh, in the Christian Gospels, there's St. Peter and, and Jesus, Jesus saying, you know, I'm going to make you a fisher of men and da, 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 da. Right. And which, you know, whatever, Jesus might have meant it in more, much more subtle terms. But of course, you're right. It turned mostly into the proselytizing thing and, and getting people to be believers and yeah. And getting getting numbers and getting people whatever saved or whatever but um and so this is kind of a, a contrast to that it's kind of like getting hooked almost like the 1960s you know, the term in the 1960s became popular of getting hooked hey man i'm really hooked or you know whatever but but it's kind of like that getting hooked by the way getting hooked by by life uh, and that that's <laughs> <laughs> terrible terrible popular pop psychology phrase but yeah but but there can be a a useful deeper notion to that yeah because i think that does point to this emptiness of, of of the hook and the way that ultimately if you're getting hooked on life uh that can signify uh the same thing as uh uh, living by the water, uh, that that's, that's your life. And then, uh, and that, of course, was being portrayed by Dogen and Shahaku in this section of, about uh, being hooked by the hook, being hooked by the way. Uh, uh, in that sense, so. Yeah, right. And, and what you brought up at the beginning, I thought was interesting. You, you brought up um, how the millions of years of Earth's history result not just in a particular person, they result in this every single moment. Right. And so, which, which to me can relate to this, it's not persons that need to be hooked, but actually us being hooked into to the moment or being hooked into life itself. It's like, who, who do the mountains belong to? They belong to people who love the mountains. It's like life loving life. Um, so anyway, yeah, great, great, great. I love this, it's really great. Yeah. Oh.
I vow to myself and to each of you to commit myself daily to the healing of our world and the welfare of all beings to live on earth more lightly and less violently in the food products and energy I consume to draw strength and guidance from the living earth, the ancestors, the future generations, and my brothers and sisters of all species to support others in our work for the world and to ask for help when I need it, to pursue a daily practice that clarifies my mind, strengthens my heart, and supports me in observing these vows. All right, well, good night everybody, and we'll be back here again Saturday morning.